Yeah. The Flathead's only local sports talk show. The Knock on Sports. Six to eight weeknights. Only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back inside the 600 KGEZ studios as we get the latest on the Class AA State Tournament as uh, that is continuing to go on right now, the semifinal between uh, Capital and Great Falls. Getting underway right now here as uh, we're in day two of the Class AA State Tournament. Joining me right now inside the Whitefish Credit Union studios is assistant coach for the Flathead Braves basketball team as well as a legend himself at Flathead and Montana State, Jeff Epperly. Jeff, it's great to have you in studio, man. Hey, Anthony. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, Jeff, first let's start here. You're on mater, the Montana State Bobcats. First time in a long time. They are in the Big Sky Conference Tournament semis. Oh, I love it. Um Coach Sprinkle is doing a great job there at MSU, and I think they've got a pretty good roster. I just love the fact that they rose to the occasion and were able to get the win today. I was going to say, what do you think about Danny Sprinkle? Getting him to this point, I mean, year one, some success, first winning season in a long time, and then this year, obviously with COVID, second year of his tenure. What do you think about what Sprinkle's done there? I think just, I mean, I'm you know looking at it from afar. Mm-hmm. I'm not intimately involved with what they're doing down there, but... I know this just from afar that it seems to me that they're creating a really good culture down there, Mm -hmm. a really good environment for kids to come in and grow and develop. And then I think he has a lot of passion. His kids play hard and I think he's recruiting fairly well. So um, they got a Montana kid or two on that team. And so the, the future looks pretty bright for Montana State with Coach Sprinkle at the head of it. Absolutely. It looks the fun, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night. They will take on Southern Utah at 5 o'clock in the semis of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Uh, Coach, let's uh, chat about the Class AA State Tournament, something you've been keeping your eye on the entire time here. We got a semifinal game going on right now. You and I were texting about this game yesterday. Great Falls versus Capital. Great Falls just seems like a juggernaut here, and we were kind of talking about Great or Capital would need a really good game, but uh, I don't know. Capital or Great Falls is just a really tough team to stop. They are, and they have all the pieces. And I think one of the things I think I've mentioned to you over the last few days is you've got to have a playmaker, a point guard, someone to create for others and make plays. And Torgerson does that for Great Falls, and that enables them to do a lot of different things. He doesn't have to score. Mm-hmm. He makes steals. He sets other guys up, and that's a, a huge key. And then you got Wyman, who is might be the best player in the, in the state. He can jump. He's big. He's tough to guard. He's thick. He defends well. He's a good shooter, good free throw shooter. He can make threes. He can post up. He can dunk. And then they got Harris and Rollins and this Gunlock kid today. I was watching the first half of the Capital uh, Great Falls semifinal. He hit four threes in the first quarter. So I think they have a really nice mix of kids. They've had some other kids from the bench step up as mm-hmm. the season's gone on. So I think they are the team to beat, plus they're playing at home in Great Falls. So um, And they got great chemistry. And they got Coach Howard, who's been <laughs> around for a long time. And just has a knack of putting his kids in the right place at the right time to succeed. I was about to say, I mean, with Coach Howard, has Great Falls really, they've always been a tough team since I've been here, but has Coach Howard had a lean year when it comes to basketball? Has he had lean years? I think he has here and there, but they're hard to remember. <laughs> he uh, he can, seems to constantly get kids to play a lot of basketball. Um, a lot of players really develop underneath his tutelage. And that's a mark of a good coach. And um, he takes kids all over the place in the summer to play. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing it for a long time. And I think he's very good with his words. He says the right thing at the right time. He's been there and done that. 
-hmm. So he knows he doesn't get too excited mm -hmm. and he doesn't get too down. And he's just a really good coach and a really good mentor for the coaches and his coaching staff, as well as his kids. Jeff, uh, the last couple of years, we've seen the East kind of really dominate the state tournament. Obviously, uh, we saw it kind of go two and two, top two seeds advance from each of the East and the West. Considering this was the first time we had seen any uh, Eastern Western Conference basketball, uh, sometimes the East maybe plays a faster style. Maybe there's contrasting styles year to year. But do you see any difference between Eastern and Western teams, or is it kind of similar? Uh, I think there is a little bit of a difference this year. I think the East plays more of a kind of a modern way of playing, which is spread the court. They usually set a pick at the top of the key. Mm. Um, they spread and attack. That's what they want to do against a man. They shoot a lot of threes. And it seems like the East has a bunch more playmakers, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. amongst spread throughout their teams. And the West tends to be a little bit more of a slow it down a la Hellgate or Capital, more of a possession-based sort of team. Um, Sentinel might be the only exception. Mm -hmm. They tend to spread an attack. That bodes well for them in the semifinal and maybe if they can get to the final. But yeah, there is a little bit of a difference between the East and the West. And usually these differences fall along the lines of who's coaching the team. And I think the coaches in the, in the East have a little bit more of a mindset of spread and attack and the coaches in the West more control pace and slow it down. Uh, looking at another semifinal game, which I think is going to be really exciting. These matchups are fun. Uh, Skyview versus Sentinel. Give me your thoughts on that one. I really have been impressed with Skyview. They're a spread and attack team, but they have a number of playmakers and um, they can shoot it well. They're aggressive. Um, they like to get out and run, mm -hmm. usually off their defense and like to push the ball. And they're really hyper competitive. Coach Morales does a great job. He's been doing a good job for a number of years. I think he's won three state titles and they have another chance to win it again this year. And that would be back to back as they were co-champs last year with Hellgate. But um, Skyview's going to be a tough test for Sentinel. And Sentinel, loaded with athletes, but I've told you this before, in my opinion, they really only have two basketball players. But that doesn't mean you can't win. They've done it all year long. They've won 15 times out of 16 games. But those two kids that are basketball players are very special. Uh, Froelich Fair and Germer are terrific. And Germer just seems to be oblivious to everything that's going on he just continues to score so it'll be a really interesting game is it going do you think it's going to take a, a 30 point effort or more from germer tonight i think so um when you have so many good athletes on the floor skyview has a ton of them mm -hmm. uh, they'll match up with the athletes from sentinel so it's going to come down to whoever makes shots and makes plays and i think it's going to have to be Froelich Fair and Germer mm -hmm. do a lot of the scoring, and they're going to have to stay in the game. They can't get in foul trouble. And that's why Skyview is so good. They have many more basketball players than uh, Sentinel does. So it'll be really interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be fun to see how those two guys uh, operate tonight because and when you look at it, again, not jumping ahead here, I do kind of want to see an East versus West state championship just because I know Skyview's played Great Falls twice already so there's that potential for that but I mean Sentinel does have a very loaded road just to win a state championship and with a kid like Germer you got to try and take advantage of that but to try and take on Skyview tonight and then Sentinel Saturday or sorry Great Falls Saturday that's a heck of a road to get through it is because it, and they had a little bit of a test in the first half against senior yesterday right and where Germer had to step it up he ended up with 28 and Froelich Fair I think 17 or 19 or something like that mm -hmm. so they had a test the first day and now they have a significant test tonight. And then if they do win, they're going to have a third one. And that's tough to do, to do three in a row like that. Where Great Falls, 
you know, had a little bit of a breeze the first game and they're maybe in a tight one with capital, but plus they're at home, which yeah. really helps. So it's going to be difficult for Sentinel. Um, you know, in years past, they've come with really good teams and lost mm -hmm. in the first round, which is, amazes me because they've been last the team three to years. Beat. Yeah. They've been the team to beat going in. And this year with maybe not as strong of team and as, as in, as doesn't have a ton of depth mm -hmm. and they only have two really good players. Now they make the semis. Maybe this will be the year they get to that championship game. Is the X factor Hayden Cole? Because he, does he have to have a great game tonight? He does. And he's been kind of missing for a while. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to make good decisions with the basketball. He's prone to turnovers. He's going to have to knock down some threes for them. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to make some plays. And of course, they're just going to have to stay out of foul trouble. Their scores have to stay out of foul trouble for them to win. Looking at another game today, Senior and Butte, a team that you're familiar with, obviously yeah. only a week week away from. Uh, your thoughts on that 63-62 win? Butte finds a way again. They do. Um, Butte is very well coached by Coach Lucky. He does a tremendous job. He's a really good game coach. He's got a great feel. He plays a lot of kids, mm -hmm. and his team seems to put the kids in at the right time and, and tends to push the buttons just right. I thought today he did a really good job down the stretch. He uh, played 2-3 zone most of the way. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, Senior hit some threes on him, but he didn't give much up inside. And then down the stretch, the last couple minutes, he went man and took the three away. And just did a terrific job uh, of coaching his kids. But what a great game. I thought it was the best game so far in the tournament. 63-62 Butte wins. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I wouldn't disagree. That's been so far at least the closest game when everything else has so much been a double-digit win for the winning team. So that's the only game that's so far, so I would agree with that. Uh, we're here with Jeff Epperly as we were talking Class AA State basketball. Uh, Coach, something we're going to talk some girls here in a second, but something else I want to get your thoughts on is I know it's way too early to look at next season for Class AA basketball, but it is something that you and I, I think, uh, talked about a little bit, at least on the bus ride home last week, mm -hmm. looking at the Western AA next year. Obviously, there's no Sentinel. Sentinel's losing a, a lot. They're losing Froelich, Fair, and Germer. Hellgate, they're losing a lot of their studs from this year. Everybody's losing studs this year. Cook's the only, or Cook's the only one from Capital coming back along with Opitz. So what do you think about it? Is, is the West, you think, wide open next year? It is at this point. It's going to be wide open. It will determine a lot this summer and, you know, kids playing and developing and growing. Mm -hmm. You know, these are teenagers. They, kids can change. <laughs> My son is one of them. He went from a six-foot kid to a six-nine kid in four years of high school. So that could happen. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the, it's going to be wide open next year. It's going to be, I said, I think to you on the bus ride home, the Western AA is going to kind of turn over yeah. next year. Uh, lose a lot of really good basketball players, a lot of good athletes. And, you know, what's left is capital. They have some returning kids. Um, Hellgate's always pretty good. He'll find a way to be very, very competitive and probably near the top. And I think Glacier is going to be very good. Look out for them. They have a, a couple key kids coming back that played in the tournament this year. Uh, Ty Olson, Noah Dowinger. And then they, were a, they had a very good JV team. And they just, every year, they bring really good athletes into that program. So I think Glacier is going to be pretty good, too. I'm looking at just the top players. I think it's in terms of top scores anyway. It looks like it's Cook and Kripe, in my opinion, as the best players coming back next year. I agree. Um, I think both will be first-team All-Staters this year. I mean, that hasn't come out yet, but it seems to me that both will probably be on that first-team All-State team. Um, Justin had a terrific year this year. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to adjust a little bit, not having um, the talent around him that he did this year. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. We'll probably play differently won't have the six nine kid in the middle and that'll change a lot yeah 
That changes. Um, that does. That, you know, when you got a tall kid, it changes a lot of things. Yeah, and Ezra, Ezra was very good defensively. He he was a game changer in the middle, and that'll that'll change the way Flathead plays next year. So we'll have to find ways to get Justin shots. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to move them around, I suppose, and um, we're going to have to develop some kids this summer and move them in to uh, to help Justin. I was about to say Ezra this year leading the double A uh, and doubling his next closest competitor with three blocks per game. I think Lay do from uh, big sky was closest and he was averaging nearly like one and a half or something like that. So pretty impressive season on the block front for Ezra. Yeah. Terrific year for him. And I thought, you know, there should be a category of just changing a person's shot or not shooting. Right. Um, kids got the ball in the post and they were blocked once or twice and they turned around and passed it back out. So he changed the way teams played. Right. And at times that was a huge asset to the Braves this year. Coach, looking real quick at the uh, girls' side of the state tournament here, Capital. Uh, I thought Capital and Skyview would be a very interesting matchup. Capital gets the edge. Uh, Danny Barch playing outstanding. Um, to me, if you had to ask me, I know Paige Barch won it last year, but I think Danny might be the Gatorade player of the year in the girls' basketball side. Maybe there's somebody else, but she's been really impressive. Um, but what do you think about, you know, uh, Capital? Uh, obviously, Hellgate's on the other side. I think they should get into the state title game Saturday night, but Capital taking on West, what do you think? That's going to be a great game. Um, I'm not that familiar with both teams, right. but I did watch Capital play once, and Plus, they have a little bit of a history. Both teams do, right? Right. I think they were co-champions last year. Mm -hmm. So I think tonight's semifinal between the two teams will be very, very good. It'll probably come down to a free throw, uh, you know, the last couple minutes. And it will come down to, you know, coach making a good decision and a kid making a play. But um, who knows on that one? I'm not that that familiar with the Billings West team. And and us in the West are, are not that familiar. But... It sounds like they're pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, Capital seems to be the team with uh, a lot of great talent as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that game plays out uh, tomorrow night. That'll be uh, Capital and Billings West on the girls' semifinal. Right now, we're with Coach Jeff Epperly as we're talking about the Class AA State Tournament. Uh, Jeff, obviously, you had a lot of success at Flathead. Uh, I know everyone talks about the basketball stuff, but you're a great quarterback as well. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, the coaching search is still going. They haven't closed the job. But what do you think? What does the next head coach for the Flathead football need to bring to the table? Uh, that's a good question. Um you know, I've been involved with coaching and coaching staffs for, for many, many years. My mm-hmm. dad was a coach. He had coaching Legend. staffs. Yeah. My brother, Jimmy, uh, my sister, Julie. And so just being around all these different coaching staffs, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, we've had success here in recent years at Flathead High School in football with Coach mm-hmm. Sampson, a tremendous couple of years with him at the head. And he helped really define a little bit of what a coach should be at Flathead. You know, you look to recent success and you look to recent coaches and, and he did a tremendous job. And he Mm -hmm. was a guy, I think that as you watched him in the years that he was here, he grew and developed as a coach. And so that would be one of the things, you know, Hey, you got to know your sport. Mm -hmm. You've got to know it inside and out. You got to be passionate about learning. And so there needs to be a, a, whoever they hire as a head coach, he needs to have some knowledge and some understanding of how this game works. Um, he can't just be like a CEO or a director of other coaches. He's got to know the game intimately. And maybe the Bill Belichick sort of mindset, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to be able to coach every position, I think, right. it seems to me. You've got to at least have some understanding, which there's a lot of positions in football, some understanding of how it works. And um, so that would be probably the number one thing. You need to hire someone who really knows the game. A head coach should know. Right. 
more than anybody or in general have a greater feel and understanding of the game. Well, I think one of the biggest things when you bring up Kyle too is that drive. Now again, Kyle, obviously we knew he was going to be a head coach in college. That's kind of what his goal was ultimately, but just have something similar and that's that similar drive uh, as well. I think it's also a big key along with building that culture as well. Yes. Very important. You know, kids know if their coach knows and understands the game, right? They really do. Especially when that coach interacts with those kids, they know, Mm -hmm. can I go to this guy? This guy knows what he's talking about in football. You know, you have to know a lot. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, lots of different positions. And so you have to be able to connect with kids. And I think that's where coach Sampson really did a great job. He had a lot of knowledge and he connected with kids. That's a powerful dynamic. That's what they need at Flathead High School for the next head football coach. All other things kind of can fall into place. But if you have that, the ability to communicate with kids, land your teaching and understanding into the way they play and the way they develop as an athlete, then you got something. And so that's what I would be looking for if I were on that committee is the next head coach have that ability to land his understanding of the game in kids' lives. Right now, we are with Coach Jeff Epperly, assistant coach with the Flathead Braves basketball team, also a Flathead legend and Montana State legend as well. Uh, coach, my final question for you is this. I'm going to put you in the, in the spot, put you on the hot seat right now. Class AA, who's playing in the state championship Saturday night? Who do you think wins? I think it's going to be, oddly enough, I, you, the West won't like this, but I think it's going to be, I, I wrote it down before this tournament, tournament started, I think Great Falls is going to play Skyview for the state title. Okay. I think Sentinel's going to get a trophy, but it's going to be the third place trophy. So um, I think that's the way it's going to go down. I think the semifinal between uh, Sentinel and Skyview is going to be a good one. And I think the state title game is going to be a great one. It'll be the third time they have played. They know each other. Big Great Falls has beaten Skyview twice. But Skyview has a lot of confidence. And they're playing very, very well at the moment. So I'm picking, I'm rooting, (laughs) actually, for Coach Howard in Great Falls. I have a feeling if they win... Coach Howard might retire. So I'm I'm hoping that they win this state title. Fair enough, fair enough. Coach Jeff Epperly joining us right now inside the Whitefish Credit Union Studios. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Oh, you bet. Thanks, Anthony. Coming up next here on the Knockout Sports, we'll get a live update from Darren Winberg from NBC Montana in Boise as we have the latest from the Big Sky Conference Tournament.